Hello, this is just a quick content warning that this memo uh, contains some themes where I talk about uh, suicide and mental health illness and depression. So if those are subjects you don't want to listen to, um, then please skip ahead to another episode, No Hard Feelings. Um, For everyone else, um, yeah, enjoy the listen. Uh, Don't be put off by the warning and um, yeah, let me know what you think. Okay. Morning. It's a lovely morning. Welcome to uh, another recording of Memo for me. From me. For me? Maybe this one is for me. I don't know. Memo from me. I think this one's to everyone. Um, some <laughs> Before I start, this is the seventh or eighth time attempted to record this this morning. I've lost count. Uh had to abandon the recording every time. Um, the reason for that is I'm trying to record a memo about mental health, because it's Mental Health Awareness Month, uh, and all seven or eight previous attempts I've got to a point where I've just burst into tears, um, which uh, doesn't make for good listening, I don't think, me having an ugly cry on the internet, but I am persevering. Not quite sure why. Um, We'll see how far I get this time. So you're going to lose a lot of the preamble that I've done on the previous eight versions. (laughs) Um, Purely, it it was all nonsensical. Padding, warming up, telling you about the lovely morning ears, my walk, the fact I was in hospital a couple of days having, having some surgery, all of that stuff. I'm fine. Uh, don't worry about me, please. Um, yeah, I'm back out walking. It's like seven o'clock, nearly half past seven uh, in the morning. It is beautiful. But yeah, Mental Health Awareness Month. Um want to try and make this useful to somebody, even my future self or somebody else's future self. Um, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I might miss... Missed that boat. But Mental Health Awareness Month. So firstly, I get frustrated by the concept. (laughs) By that I mean... uh, Just frustrated that I guess it's needed. Uh, I know it is. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I don't think mental health awareness is a bad thing. Um, It just frustrates me that... We still need that conversation. We still need the it's okay to not be okay slogans up on the wall. Um, like we should be beyond that, I think. I'd, I'd love <clears throat> more energy to not go into basic awareness campaigning, but more energy, more money into providing support for people. <clears throat> um, and, yeah, more nuanced conversation about, I don't know, <clears throat> how we expand the, role, expand the role of the National Health Service to better cope with people's mental health problems. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but <clears throat> I get frustrated by this awareness conversation. Um, maybe it's just because I'm hyper-aware of mental health um, at the moment. Or have always been. I'm not sure. Anyway, 
So yeah, my mental health journey. I'm not going to go back to day one. My recent mental health journey has been tough. Um, <clears throat> don't get me wrong. I know I am someone who is very fortunate in lots of ways. Um, huge amount of ways, actually. And I guess that's the thing, isn't it? You don't look at someone and you can go, oh, they've got their shit together. You know, good job, good house, happy family, everything's good. Uh, but that's not always the case, is it? Uh, you can be struggling. And like a swan, everything can look serene on the surface. And underneath, it's a hot mess of paddling webbed feet. So yeah, some context. Um, in my lovely picture box life of good job, happy family, lovely house, <coughs> living in sunny Dorset. Um, last year, uh, I ended up having to deal with some, well, some stuff I wasn't expecting. Um, I'm going <coughs> to say a lot of this stuff fairly dispassionately, and it's because every time I've tried to say it in the last half hour, 40 minutes, I keep crying, so <clears throat> don't think of me as a robot if that's how it comes across, so just uh, probably a protecting function. Uh, so yeah, last year my my wife was suffering with her mental health, which is not new, she's someone who constantly has to work and keep on top of her mental, mental health. Um, she's had some pretty shitty stuff happened to her in her life, in her childhood. She struggles with certain things. Um, so she's been a long time user of antidepressants because she suffers from depression. Um, but she walked to a point last summer where for reasons that she should explain, <laughs> not me, uh, she thought it was a good idea uh, not a good idea. She felt the need to change her dose of medication. So, and a self-appointed, she uh, drastically reduced the amount of antidepressants she was taking. This was at a time where she was struggling with some things at work and life generally. All of that culminated into uh, one morning when I went out for a run, I came home found my daughter on the phone to 999 as my wife had taken an overdose of painkillers. Morning. I just letting her run on this beautiful two dogs go past me. Um, yeah, she'd taken an overdose of painkillers and tried to take her own life, which was a bit of a fucking shock and a lie. Um... And that, that was a weird day. Very traumatic for myself, my daughter, who's 20. Uh, obviously for Chloe. Uh, and a lot changed that day. In a moment of trauma. I mean, thankfully, Chloe did not succeed. Uh, we waited for quite some time for an ambulance to arrive take her to hospital um, ultimately she was okay, she had a did get seen and assessed by 
mental health professionals and was put in the care of a community mental health team. Um, I guess the story didn't end there. It wouldn't, would it? Uh, so, yeah, that was quite traumatic. Um, and I guess beyond that, Chloe was, she'd got, been that point of trauma but she always felt you know just because well she, she still felt unhappy right she was sad she didn't want to be here she didn't want to be anywhere uh, and although she was put in the care of people who obviously supported her um helped her sort out new medication those kind of things she still had this sense of i don't know sadness deep sadness she wasn't happy anywhere, wasn't happy at home. Uh, felt uncomfortable in her own skin. <clears throat> yeah, it was hard. Hard to see. Hard to see her living like that. Uh, it was uncomfortable at home. Obviously, I took some time off of work. Uh, and, yeah... Life was just complicated. <laughs> Let me just say that, so I don't go into all of the grisly details. But Chloe um, went away to America to stay with her sister for a good few weeks because she needed that change of scene. She needed to be somewhere else. That obviously just left me and Robin at home, <laughs> alone, eating KFC. Um, as <laughs> we're vegetarians, so that's what you do in a crisis. Um, so, left us at home, I guess partly worrying about her, partly worrying what was going to happen next. I guess Chloe went through this process of questioning everything in her life, her relationships, her job, her family, her place in the world, trying to understand what had happened to get her to that point. Uh... So this is all context, by the way, to talk about my own mental health. Um, long and winding. But yeah, so Chloe came back from America. Um, tried to settle in at home again. And again, things just weren't clicking, weren't right. We actually already had a trip booked away for our 19th wedding anniversary. Which we took to Cyprus. Um, there was quite a lot of other stuff going on at the time as well, but which I won't talk about. But yeah, that's when Chloe decided to tell me that she still felt really uncomfortable. Uh, She thought our marriage might be part of that. Uh, And that was probably the end of the road for us. So yeah, that was quite tough. And then we're into Christmas. So she spent some time, a lot of time with her family over Christmas. I spent... I was quite, well, I was lonely, very lonely over Christmas, even when I was surrounded by people, just lonely. <clears throat> um, and then just after Christmas, Chloe moved out. It was like a trial. So she moved, moved into a hotel for a week. And constantly I'm being supportive, because I don't want to force anybody to be trapped in a relationship with me and she is someone 
despite all of the stuff that we'd gone through, I care so deeply about. I can't explain it or put it into words. So, yeah, it's like being told you can't have the thing, the person in your life that makes you you. Um, that's not going to be a thing anymore, and that's quite hard to wrap your brain around. Um, but that's the position I felt I was in, and that was hard. And I kind of, yeah, I struggled with that. But, again, if that's what it takes for that person to be happy in themselves again, then that's what you do, because you want that more than anything, even if it's to the detriment of something that you feel you need, or that's that's where I was anyway. That's how I felt. So yeah, so she moved out for a bit. That was really hard. And then actually, I think culmination of things by that point, when gone through Christmas, uh, the therapy she was having, the counselling, support from the community mental health team that she got, new medication. And actually just experiencing some things after moving out. (sighs) She decided she did want to be at home. And maybe there were some things that we could at least work on or try. Um, And I'm happy to say months later we're actually in a really good place. And I think Chloe would tell her story. She'd probably just apologised profusely having realised that our marriage was probably not the thing that she was struggling with and has probably been one of the most important things in getting her back to a place where she's happy and hopefully thriving Um, but that's just context (laughs) because that context important because I I've clearly struggled through this period feelings of depression anxiety massive loss of confidence in my ability to read situations deal with situations um yeah been pretty low well there are times when I've been very low and that's not unusual to me I've dealt with trauma previous parts of my life but I don't know this time I struggled to the point where I needed other help had some counselling some therapy myself which is not something I ever necessarily was open to I know it worked for other people but I hadn't really felt the need for it myself but Yeah, I've had a couple of poor experiences over the last year, but also finally found someone that was good to talk to and did help me to keep me centred. So I recommend that. So ah, I was trying to make this positive and useful. What have I learnt? What I've learnt, and I think I started to stumble across it earlier, is... A lot of my framing of how I feel, or not how I feel, but what I might do to be better, I framed as selfish. 
like oh, me going and <clears throat> I don't know, me taking some time out from work or me going for a run <clears throat> or me going out and getting drunk with a friend <clears throat> or me going away <clears throat> on holiday by myself <clears throat> internally and externally I framed all of those things as selfish <clears throat> I don't know why I did that it's not selfish it's not selfish to just exercise a little bit of self-care or a lot of self-care certainly if you've been through something as I have <clears throat> experienced in the last year do not apologise for looking after yourself do not make it selfish do not attach a negative <clears throat> to something that is actually positive because it makes it harder to do now I still feel those things are indulgent <clears throat> they don't come easily to me I'm getting better at it um, the word I'm trying to use or the words I'm trying to use is I think a lot of the times fell into this trap when you're supporting other people you become selfless <laughs> what you do is selfless you do everything for someone else or for others so I don't think I'm being selfish anymore I just think I'm being less selfless so I need to protect a bit of myself in this journey uh, and I think that's okay and that's taken me a while to realise and probably, well I know having spent some time in therapy where some of this stuff comes from in me but yeah it's been it's been hard and it's not over nothing's ever over is it um, you know I still I'm struggling there are days that are better than others <coughs> but generally my marriage feels like it's in a really good place my wife is happy again and stable and she is now slowly getting back to work and her daughter is still thriving. I say thriving, she's just amazing. Um, but yeah, I think that's the learning. It's like, just take care of yourself. Prioritise yourself, not your job, your employer. Or your loved ones. I mean, obviously prioritise them, but don't always do that over yourself. And even now saying that, it feels uncomfortable. Uh, I do naturally gravitate towards making everybody else happier first. I don't want to be an arsehole. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's what I've learned, or what I'm learning. But yeah, it's tough. Um, so yeah, look after yourself. It goes back to the premise of this, uh, the inspiration for the show, right? Looking after your most valuable possession, your mind. And it is tough. Um, and it's constant. But it works. That's what I wanted to get over there. It works. The simple things, again, the cliches, the it's okay to not be okay, 
it's a little bit beyond those cliches, but like I say, just getting out, having a walk every morning, and some fresh air, <clears throat> talking to people, sharing, uh, making some time for yourself, setting small goals, all of the basics, like there's lots of good resources out there, like check out the Mind website, all of that stuff. It's like, feels cliched, it feels basic. But if you're struggling, like stick to the basics. Don't make, don't make it hard on yourself. Um, just do the small things. Um, like I say, I do still count myself as extremely lucky. I've had good support from friends. I'm not someone who finds this stuff easy to talk about. But I've got some close friends who've been really good support. I've had some amazing colleagues at work who have been there uh most of them not prying we've not talked about it often but like two or three people who've known what's been going on and are there if i needed them and that was enough just to know they were there i think um same with friends people who i've not spoken to a lot through this period but i just know they're there that's been a great help Finding a good counsellor therapy has been a good help, but I know that's not necessarily easy for everybody. Um, yeah. So, yeah. That, uh, that was harder than I thought. I don't know if I'll post this. Um, I'll have to listen to it back. So, clarify what I've, a lot of what I've shared is, I guess, my own story, but also my wife Chloe's story, and... I did talk to her about recording this and she being the fabulous <laughs> human being she is has already been posting and sharing lots of information about mental health this month because it's clearly, I don't know, she's in a heightened sense of awareness and wants to be able to support other people and share her story so she doesn't have a problem with anything I've shared today. Uh, and, yeah... I don't know if I do. I still don't know. Quite happy being open. Uh, generally, I'm an open book. But this stuff is... Like I say, it's not that I worry. Well, I guess there's been a point in me that worry what people will think of me. You know, that kind of... I don't know. Is he a lunatic? Uh... What kind of arsehole was he to his wife for her to get to that stage? All of those things. But I know that I know none of those things are real things and that anyone listening to this probably far more intelligent uh, than to jump to ridiculous conclusions. Just a normal person, like any normal person, who's had to deal with some stuff that's quite tough and it's been hard. Luckily... I've got to the point where I'm well enough and I'm on top of things enough to be able to tell them this story and hopefully it helps someone else. Um, if you are someone I know and you are going through some shit, then I'm happy to talk if that helps. I don't have any answers, but I'm happy to listen. Um, happy to share what I've learnt. Yeah. I think that's it. 
I'll listen to this back and decide whether I ever post this to the internet or not. I mean, who's it for? I guess anyone struggling with their mental health. Um, and like I said, I guess it's an opportunity for me to thank thank those people who did help me, whether it be uh, yeah, those people at work, all my close friends. You probably already know who you are. I mean, ultimately, if you know what's been going on in my life and you've heard some of this before, then you are one of those people who supported me because I've not widely shared disinformation with an audience before. So, yeah, if you already knew this story or this stuff was going on in my life, you are one of the people who has supported me and I, yeah, really appreciate that. Um, Yeah, I'll buy you a beer. Or not, whatever you want. Uh, not, I won't buy you whatever you want. I've not got yacht money. Um, I'm babbling. It's probably a good sign this has run its course. That was hard for me. I don't know if it was hard to listen to. Um, apologies um, if it's crap. Um, yeah, the next memo from me will be far more positive. Not so deep and serious, but I felt like I needed to get this one out. So, yeah. Goodbye.